Hey, City Gate, how are you? You doing good? We are delighted to, did you see that? Did you see the pigeon walk behind him? Oh, that is so awesome. I, uh, I had a great chat to Pastor Julian yesterday on the telephone and, uh, and just, I, I'm excited. My gosh, look at this. You're, you're, you're jamming at the seams. It, it's, 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 I mean, you, you guys, what are you going to do? Push the back wall out or have another service or something like that? Yeah. Something, something, something. I, I, I've, got a, I've got a word for you today that I've literally simply called one word. One word. Um, and uh, Pastor Julian said it on the, on the little video. He walked past the cemetery. The truth is that we get one shot at this thing called life. We get one shot at this thing called life. You know, I've in several times in my life, and maybe some of you can relate to this, I've had a near-death experience. Um, I remember uh, as a, um, you know, when I was wild, I, 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 I absolutely wrecked a car. I was, I was blind drunk. It was very late at night. I was going from one bar to another, and I was going way too fast. Fortunately, thank God, I was the only one in the car, and I, and I, was, I flipped a VW. And, uh, and should have been killed. And I got out with a little scratch on my back. And that was one of the great wake-up calls for me. Um, and uh, so, some people just arrived. They pulled me out of the vehicle and, uh, and it just shook me right up. I remember those other times I've been travelling, often in the developing world, where we've spun out on, on, on you know, up in Kalimantan in Indonesia and, and, and were, were out of control and hit the only little cement post before we went into a swollen river. Uh, another times I got, I was in Philippines and I had, had, a, had a siesta after we'd gone for a swim. So I threw my board shorts in the, in the, uh, in the corner and someone knocked at the door, quickly got up, realised I had no strides on, got the board shorts on, but, but didn't realise that a scorpion had got into the shorts and uh, stung me right here. Thank you, Jesus. And uh, just saying, just saying. And uh, so there's numbers of times where, where I've been real close. Anyone had a near-death experience? Anyone had a near-death And when, when that happens, it does shake you up, but it, re- but it reminds you of the fact that a split second either way or, a, or a, an inch or a centimetre either way, and it might have been curtains for you. Thank God that the angels work overtime for us, huh? Now, I remember there was one time I was very, very ill. I, I got viral meningitis and I was, I was the executive pastor of Hillsong in the early days. And, uh, and it took me six weeks recovery. I thought my head was going to blow off. It was just horrible. And uh, these thumping headaches that you can't even believe. And so, and so um, I got out of hospital, recovered. But there was a young man in the church who clearly hadn't been all that regular in his attendance. And he got his wires crossed. Tragically, a young man uh, at the, I was young at the time, a young man who was about my age did pass away and he got his wires crossed. So he sent Valerie a, a letter of condolence about my death. And then, and then, then the coot said, if there's anything you need, Valerie, I can come round and help you. I thought, come on, get out of here. I'm not even dead yet. <laughs> the body's still warm, buddy. So I, so I actually, a bit mischievous, I actually, he had his number on there for Valerie to call him. I thought, you goose, come on, lay hands on you suddenly. And, uh, and so I rang him up. 
And uh, he's like, hello? I said, yes, hello, it's Michael Murphy. And Michael, Michael Murphy! I said, yes, I'm coming to the, you're from the other side, you know. <laughs> we get one shot at this thing called life. And I believe that it is incumbent upon us to, to eke out of this one life everything we possibly can in Jesus' Name. Not by striving, but by flowing in the Spirit of God. You've made a great decision, first of all, to plant yourself, agree with God, because I don't believe that anyone is here by accident. Whether you are part of this church or you just rocked in today, uh, look, you've already heard a bit of my story. I'm not here as the man of God, the guru who's gonna tell you what to do. Man, I'm a, I'm a fellow journeyman here. And at the end of the service, it'll be my absolute delight to pray for every person here that says, you know what, Michael, it's not going real well for me in my soul. I really, I was close to God, but I'm a bit distant. Or maybe I've never ever lent in enough to just say, come on, God, let's, let's try and make this work. Uh, and I, I just love that moment in the soul. I almost can't wait to get there, but I got some things to say in the meantime. Um, why don't you come with me to Mark chapter seven? I've called it one word because I think it's one word that, that describes the whole mission of Jesus. Um, when you think about that, what would be a word that would describe the mission of Jesus? Obviously love would be a big one. Grace is another. Saviour, that's a pretty cool word. Lord, I haven't chosen any of those words. This word's maybe a little bit eclectic in that regard and it'll unfold as we, as we read this passage. But, it, but it's, I think it's very, very powerful and launching into uh, what is a really significant week every year for you in your first fruits offering, I think it's a powerful opportunity to just uh, take a, a bit of stock, take a time out. I actually believe that God in this service today, like, like I'm, not, I'm not kidding, this service today, God could affect amazing miracles in your life. God is not a God to mess around. He's a God of signs and wonders. A sign and a wonder is not like we think, oh, signs and wonders. To God, it's like He can do it with His little finger. Cancer, gone. Financial hardship, gone. Intense depression, even psychosis, God can do it, gone. Major diagnosis that, that is terrifying you, gone. Marriage on the rocks, gone. Not gone, marriage. God, God can fix it. <laughs> Let's get that right. Let me, read, let me read this passage here in, in, in Mark chapter 7, verse 31. It says, again, verse 31, again, departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon, he came through the midst of the region of Decapolis, which literally means 10 cities, to the Sea of Galilee. Um, now, now, interesting story here, just a little, little uh, parenthesis uh, break for a minute. He actually was in Jewish territory. And in Jewish territory, he was mobbed all over the place. The, the poor guy could not have five minutes to himself. I mean, he had to really try hard. And so he actually crosses over into Gentile territory, figuring that he wasn't as popular. I don't know whether you ever see Jesus as a celebrity. You know, we have a celebrity culture these days or how many Instagram followers you have. Ooh, really? Uh, you know, it doesn't matter. 
Jesus was a celeb in His day. He, he, because of who, what He carried, who He was, He wasn't trying to be a celebrity. He wasn't, he wasn't buying more Instagram followers. He actually, because of His life, people were just attracted to Him. Um, and, uh, and so He crossed over so He could get a bit of time with His disciples. If you like, He took them on a bit of a walking seminar. A bit of a walking seminar, just Jesus and them. Uh, even so, people did still find Him out. In fact, when He was there, this is what happened. It says, they brought... Uh, to him, one who was deaf and had a, 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 an impediment in his speech, and uh, and, he, and so that he might lay hands on on him, and and he took him aside from the multitude, stuck his fingers in his ears, and sang tingling alert. No, he didn't. Stuck his fingers in his ears, and spat and touched his tongue. How many think that's a tiny bit gross? They were just looking. They said, hey, Jesus, here's what you should do. Just lay hands on him and that'll be okay. Jesus goes, <laughs> Like, really? Jesus is a down-home sort of guy. He, he, he's, he, he, he bucked the religious system. He's like, Jesus, here's how you should do it. And he goes, <laughs> Jesus is, a, is full of surprises, I'm telling you. Don't try and tell Jesus how to do miracles, right? Our job is not to instruct Jesus how to do miracles. Our, our job is to believe. Our job is to lay hands. Our jo- I don't suggest you stick your finger in people's ears and spit on their tongue. Don't do that. You might go to jail. But anyway. <laughs> and then it says, then looking up to heaven, he sighed. He groaned, it says in another version. Something powerful about that. See, see the guy's in front of him. He's the subject. The first thing he did, he, he does this. Oh, and, and I think I know why. Now, he could have, he could have been tired, but I don't think so. Uh, he, he knew the impending miracles about to happen, so that was cool. And here's what he says. He says this word, Ephatha. Everyone say, Ephatha. Come on, Ephatha. And then he explains what that word means. Be opened. And, and the Bible says that straight away, his ears were opened and the impediment of his tongue was loosed and he spoke plainly. Then he commanded them that they should tell no one, but the more he commanded them, the more widely they proclaimed it. Bit of reverse psychology there from, uh, <laughs> from Jesus. And they were astonished beyond measure, saying he's done all things well and makes both the deaf to hear and the mute to speak. What's this far about? Savenya, no, not not Mufasa, no, no. Ifatha, what's that about? What's why? That's in the original. It's obviously not English. Why would you throw that in there? It's in the original Aramaic, which is the the common kind of street language that Jesus spoke in the day. We know the New Testament was written in Greek, the Old Testament in Hebrew, but the language that was spoken was Aramaic, and so the very fact that 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 Mark saw fit to put that word in there. It's not the only time, I'll explain the others in a minute, but there's a sense of intimacy. There's a sense of come with me. Hear the word that Jesus actually spoke in that regard. Um, There's a couple of other intimate moments that Jesus used that when He was in the garden in desperate need, when He cried out, Abba, Father, Papa, God. That's Aramaic, Abba. 
And so we get a sense of, oh my gosh, I'm there right with you. I'm hearing the Word that you're saying. The, the Holy Spirit saw fit that it wasn't translated into English, be opened, which means be opened. The, the Word of Father came through. Another time it was on the cross and He yells out, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There's a sense of, oh, that's the words that He used. And another time there was a little girl that was dead and he came in, pushed all the, 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 those that were doubting and, 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 uh, and, and mourning, the professional mourners that came in, wailing and, and crying and howling, pushed them away. And, and, and the, over the little girl, he says, Talitha kum, which means little girl arise. And so we see this, Ephatha. And Mark helps us there and says, it means be opened. And then immediately his ears were open and his mouth was, was unloosed. His mouth was not bound out. Now, apart from being a beautiful dissertation of what the Gospel is about, in other words, our job is to hear what God's saying and then to boldly do something about it. To hear and proclaim, uh, call and response in that regard. So when we're, when we're deafened, just at another level, when we're not hearing what God is saying to you. And again, if you're, if you're new at this, I'm not being super spooky here or super spiritual. It's like hearing God is like, you mean you hear God speak? Hello, Michael. No, 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 no. But you know, there are impressions. And when you read God's Word, He will, uh, he will illuminate, He'll jump off the, off the page texts that you know are precisely for you in that moment in time. And so, and so he uses the Aramaic so that we might lean in and get a feel for what's going on. So if you're new or you're just, just kind of coming into this stuff, don't be intimidated when I say, you know, you hear God and so forth. I've never heard the audible voice of God. I don't think I'm all that spiritual a person. On the other hand, I'm very spiritual because I'm, I'm, a, I'm walking in an authentic relationship with Jesus. I was talking to Him this morning before I came here. I was reading the Word and He was speaking to me from that. And so God is so interested in every component of your life. And so, and so this guy, um, he's instantly healed. And so on one level, it gives us a beautiful picture of the healing power of God when someone has actually been uh, deaf and, uh, and, and they, they actually can't, can't speak properly. But just an interesting thing to note, the word that Mark uses for, and that means be opened, is not ifatha. It's actually dianoiga, dianoiga. And, uh, and that also means be opened. But it has a, a slightly different sense to it. I, I don't wanna get too techo with you this morning, but, but just go with me on this. It actually means be opened and be specially connected. Be opened and be specially connected. It's used a couple of times, mainly after the resurrection. I'll give you an example. Uh, when, the, when the disciples were on the road to Emmaus um, and Jesus rocked up at them, with them, he did, they didn't know it was Him. He, he, Jesus has been to the cross. He's been down to hell and the grave, stolen the keys of, of hell and death and, and rose again. And Jesus like just rocks up, starts to walk amongst them. And, uh, and starts talking to them. Hey, what are you guys, what are you guys talking about? Oh, we're talking, haven't, where are you, what rock have you been under? Well, I've actually been in a tomb, but that's another point. Uh, and, uh, and he's, you know, he's, he, they, they said, haven't you heard what's going on? They did not recognise Jesus. But as He parted from them, they said, whoa, 
What about the way He opened our eyes to the Scriptures? See, see, God, by the Holy Spirit, at this really significant time, is wanting to open your eyes to the Word of God. Open and connected. So He opened their eyes and they connected with Him. Then they, 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 the, the, the Bible says they, He opened their understanding. He opened their understanding and He connected, they connected with Him. So you understand what I'm saying here? That, that, that word is very powerful. When you open up, it's not opening up to anything because a lot of people, you know, in this day and age, they open up to every kind of philosophy that's going around. And the Bible make, makes it very, very clear and it's not PC, but the Bible says that, 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 that there, is, there is only one name under heaven by which, by which man might be saved. That, that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. That, that He is the way, the truth and the life. And like I said, that's not real popular out there. But, but when I talk about opening up and being connected, it's not opening up and being connected to any philosophy that's going. It's actually being connected to the giver of life, to the Saviour of the world. His name is Jesus. And the Bible says that at that name, every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. If I, if I go back and think about my, my journey, I think, I think I know there were times where I closed off. When I was running from God, when I was, when I was frankly, I reckon I had a bit of a drinking problem and uh, probably a lot of a drinking problem if the truth be known. When I was in and out of relationships and, and I was closed off. I remember, and some of you have heard us share this story, um, when I, I had a teenage pregnancy at 18. And well, I didn't, the girl did, but I was involved. Uh, and she, she, we'd been going out for 18 months and the relationship fell terribly apart. We were gonna get married, she married someone else. And I'm not <clears throat> saying that, have you feel sorry for me, but when I, I felt like such a smuck and I, I'm like, I felt, I was closed. Um, I was closed off to God. And, and I remember one night um, being down at the pub uh, on, on Christmas Eve. And I was, I, was, I was wandering home about quarter past 12 and I heard the midnight mass uh, at our local Catholic church. That was my background, Roman Catholic. And, uh, and so I, I kind of stumbled into the back, sat in the very back row and I'm like, and I felt the Holy Spirit say, again, not audibly, what are you doing? I'm like, what do you mean what am I doing? I'm in church. You should know that. And, but it wasn't. He said, no, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? If I'm the creator of the universe and you, you do know about me, what are you doing? And so I, I, was, I, was, I felt closed to, to, to God. Um, I felt shame. I felt, you know, as a young 14 year old, I was sexually abused by a male. And, uh, and in, in a couple of instances, two instances. Now again, compared to most people, I got off so lightly. Um, but I felt shame and I closed off. And some of those are a bit more dramatic, but you might have situations in your life where you, where you close off, where, where you feel like God's acceptance for, to you is, is related to your, your, your righteousness in your own strength. And nothing could be further from the truth. Either Jesus Christ died to, to, to give you freedom and forgiveness of all of your sin, or He didn't do it at all. So, so, so this, this season, I believe God, God's Word is ipa, ifatha, which is be opened. 
open up to the things that God has in this next season. There is no doubt in my mind, you are on a wave right now as a church. I mean, there's, there's so many more people. How many churches can say you're growing 30 or 40% over last year? That, that's, I, we get around. We spend, we, last year we spent 300 nights in the nations of the world. So, so I'm, not, I'm not saying I know everything about it, but I've got a bit of perspective. And this is a very unique thing. And ha, good news, God chose to plant you here, but don't miss the boat. Don't close off to what God is wanting for you in this moment in time. Uh, Just like like, uh, uh, this deaf and dumb guy, this deaf and mute guy, this deaf guy with a a speech impediment that they've translated different ways depending on who you you speak to. he had his ears and, and mouth open. God wants to open your ears and mouth. God, God, is, God wants to open your ears to what He's saying to you right now. What are you hearing and what are you saying? What are you speaking over your life? You know, the, the, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10 that we are to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. Do not rehearse that junk that was spoken over you by, by the, the spouse that you had a terrible divorce with. Do not rehearse that thing that school teacher or that old boss had over you, or even for some of us, your mother or your father. And that, is, that has gone into your heart. And there are moments that you rehearse that over and over again and you make a mistake and that thing comes right back into your heart and you rehearse it and you start to embody that very curse in a sense over your life. God says, are you hearing what I'm saying? The word confess is the word homologia to say the same word over your own life as God has already said over you, which is you are a mighty conqueror. You're an overcomer. You are victorious. You're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You're a great husband. You're a great wife, a marvellous dad or mum. Listen to what God, open your ears to what God is saying to you and speak out that very thing. God wants to open your eyes and open your heart. What are you seeing? What are you believing? What are you believing about you? What have you believed about God? I was with a guy just in Holland. We've just come from Holland doing a conference and there was this guy sitting in the second row. He tapped me on the shoulder just before I got up to preach. He said, hi, I'm, I think it was Mark. And he said, first time in church right now. I'm like, whoa, you're bold. He said, he said yeah, my mother-in-law made me come. He said, I'm the only guy in the world that listens to his mother-in-law. And, and he sat through that service and he said, he said I said, oh, so good. He said, I'm not religious. We, we get this, I, think, I said, me neither, thank God. Because following Jesus, everything opposed to being religious. You think you've got to wear it, become a nutter and get a big black Bible and you know, feel, look like you've been sucking lemons for a week. <laughs> oh, honestly, that, 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 don't get me started. That, I got myself started then, sorry. Uh, <laughs> don't you get me started. There's Christians walking around like they've been sucking lemons. It's like, man, some people have been Christians for a fair while. Others have been Christians for way too long. It's like, praise God, I'm a, I'm a believer. It's like, where's your joy? I've got deep joy right down inside. <laughs> Come on! If you are, you are occupied by the Creator of the flipping universe, surely there should be a bit of joy about you. Goodness gracious! 
Someone said, oh, would you like to know the Lord? No, thanks, I've got enough problems of my own. <laughs> and, and thank God for the exuberant praise. You, you may not understand it all. One of these people sticking their hands in the air. My mother used to call it, they go into oblivion. <laughs> she says, oh, I don't like that, Michael. They go into oblivion. You heard her say that. She's a character. God's opening your eyes and opening your heart. For many of you this morning, God's going to open your heart to get started in in an authentic relationship with Jesus. God doesn't want you to be weird. God doesn't want you to be a goody two-shoes. You can still go and have a beer down the pub. It's okay. Do you know what I'm saying? Just, just, just get Jesus and He'll work out the rest. And you know you need it. You know you need Him. Come on. Oh, we're getting there. Just in a few minutes, I'm going to pray for you. So, so whether, you are, whether you've been close to Jesus and right now you're distant, you are in the right place. Or maybe a friend bought you and you haven't yet even started. Hey, what a, what a perfect day to start. When things are going off in a good way in the church here. God's opening your ears and opening your mouth. God's opening your eyes and opening your heart. Here's the other powerful thing. God wants to open doors and gates of opportunity for you. You know, in in, uh, the book of Acts chapter 12, the Bible says, uh, he's out to it in, 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 uh, in the prison cell and the angel comes in the middle of the night and I won't go into the whole story, whacks him upside and says, get on your feet. The chains fell off and the doors start to open in front of him. This is in the deepest, darkest, dankest, dirtiest dungeon. Couldn't they give any more Ds? <laughs> and the Bible says the gates of the iron gates of the city open to him of their own accord. I believe that for, for many here, there's a purpose and a destiny on your life and you follow Jesus, He's gonna fling open the, the, the iron gates of the city. The iron gates of the city speak of influence. For, for many of you, you're gonna be used in very unique ways to make a difference in education. For others, you're gonna be used in very powerful ways in business, in, in, uh, in, in, in politics and civic leadership. Others in being an incredible artisan or craftsman or, 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 uh, or, or, uh, or you know, in terms, of, in terms of doing things incredible. Others in the arts and, and in the entertainment industry. God is looking for people that would be prepared to say, here I am, Lord, choose me. But, but I believe that God is opening up powerful things over your life. And as we approach our first fruits offering next week, obviously you don't have to be Einstein to look around and realise you've got some space problems. So it's again, I'm not announcing anything today, but you've got to do something about that. Otherwise your friends are going to miss out. And so if you go to something more and you get another service, that's going to need a whole lot of people stepping up. But already there's a bunch of new people coming on board. So you can stay closed and sit on your rusty dusty or you can say, no, I'm going to allow God to open up my thinking and I'm going to stop just consuming church and I'm going to come and start being the church in Jesus' Name. There are many of you that would have said, not on your life am I ever going to lead a connect group. You call them connect groups? Small groups. No, not on on your life. And and God is putting something and says, don't say not on your life to me. (laughs) Because you who think you're not worthy, that's a beautiful 
you're a beautiful candidate to be used powerfully by God. For some of you, financially, and again, no arm twist here at all. It's like, why wouldn't you want to invest? I mean, you tithe, you give your first 10%, like the Bible says, that's not giving, that's not generosity, that's actually just obedience, giving back to God what's already His. But, but over this next week, some, God's gonna put a little touch on your heart and ask you to do something that you've never done before. Ask you to stretch. Now, I'm not saying that, Pastor Jay's not saying that, but the Holy, and you've got a choice at that point. Do you close off? Or do you open up to the magnificent thing that God has got? Because it's, for Him, it's not just giving away, it's sowing seed into your future. Yeah. So God's heart is to do that. Let me read you one verse. And then, I, I, like I promised, I'm gonna pray for those people that, uh, that, that, that need, to, need to lean in and, and really get to know Jesus today. Singers and musicians, you can come up if you like, that'd be great. Here's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. It's the message version. It says, Dear, dear Corinthians, I can't tell you how much I long for you to enter this wide open, spacious life. See, Jesus is all about opening things up over our lives, opening our ears and our mouth, opening our eyes and our faith, opening gates and doors of opportunity, opening heaven over our lives. He wants to, look at me, look at me. He wants to open up your future. Paul says, we didn't fence you in. The smallness you feel comes from within you. Your lives aren't small, but you're living them in a small way. I'm speaking as plainly as I can and with great affection. Open up your lives. Live openly and expansively. I know there are other words that could describe the mission of Jesus, but I love this one. Ephatha, Ephatha. Be opened up to all the possibilities of God. You guys are on a wave, don't pull out of the wave. Come on, get on that wave and start to ride that thing to the beach. Go up and over and round. Have the time of your life because God has got fruitful seasons for you, not just for the church, but for you and your family personally. There are fruitful seasons of financial blessing that God is wanting to bring your way. Fruitful seasons of opportunity in ministry that God wants to bring your way. Fruitful seasons of thriving in your marriage and family that God wants to bring your way. Fruitful seasons of health where that's been a challenge for you. <sighs> Might start preaching in a minute. <laughs> You're so nice. God wants to open up, open up to possibilities in Him. The week out from your first fruits offering, what a, what a wonderful opportunity to not close off, but say, God, what is it that You, what is it that You, would have me do. Hey, how you doing with Jesus? How you doing with Jesus? Like really? Not just, oh, I'm very good, brother. Yes. No, no, no. Cut that. I nearly said a swear word then. <laughs> Cut that stuff. Come out from behind the facade. Take, take the mask off. What about, what, honestly, what's going on in your heart? If you can't honestly say, my relationship with Jesus is thriving right now. Maybe your testimony is, look, we're so glad you're here. So there's no judgment, but you're here to hear the Word of God. And so open your heart up right now and say, well, God, is that me? Maybe you're here as a relatively newcomer. 
someone's brought you along or you heard a bit of a buzz about what's going on. We are so, as I said, so glad that you're here. And hopefully you got the, the sense that you're as much part of this family on day one as you will be on day 101. But this is a really important moment. Here's what I'm gonna do. Jesus loves you so very much and He, he simply wants you to respond to Him. And, uh, and I'm gonna, I love to know who I'm praying for on any, any given service. And so I'm gonna get you to close your eyes just in a moment. That'll block out any distractions and, 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 and so that you've got a bit of privacy as well. So why don't we do that? Everyone, just close your eyes, front to the back. Front to the back, just close your eyes. I'm gonna simply count to three, not as some religious Trinitarian thing, just to give you a moment to make a, this is a really powerful decision. And when I hit three, everyone that says, Michael, that's me you're talking to, pray for me. I, today, I need to get my life right with Jesus. I believe there are, there are many people here that, that, that God, the Holy Spirit is just prompting right now. Here we go, you ready? One. Jesus Christ died for your sins so you could be completely forgiven. So you wouldn't walk in shame and condemnation anymore. Today, all He wants you to do is reach out and, and grab the truth that He did it for you. Two, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. When you hear His voice, don't harden your heart, but respond, don't diss Him, don't push Him away, but respond to Him. Here we go, from the front to the back on either side. When I hit three, you say, Michael, pray for me, include me in this prayer. I wanna get my life right with Jesus. I wanna come back into that place that I know He wants me to be or for the very first time. That's you right now. Three, right across the house, lift your, lift your hand. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Others here, God bless you, God bless you. Anyone else? Yeah, right up the back there. I'm so glad we waited for you. Right up, yes, God bless you. God bless you over there on my left. Who else, friend, if that's you today? You know that God is just knocking on the door of your heart. Just knocking on the door of your heart. You haven't raised your hand yet. Thank you, right at the back there. I missed your hand first time around. Lovely lady there. If that's you and you say, God is, God's prompting me. Come on, why don't you respond? If that's you, lift your hand right now. Lift it up. Lift it up. Just get, thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Right over on my right here. Wonderful. Over here. Thank you so much. Others, if that's you, I'm just going to wait just one more moment before we pray. I want Lift your hand. Right, thank you. Right in the middle here. God bless you, lovely lady. Thank you back there as well. Thank you over there. Young man, you've got an amazing future. Young man against the wall there. God bless you, darling. Anyone else, friend? Good on you, champion. Today you're saying, I need to get my life right with God. I've got to come back or for the very first time. I just sense there's someone who's never made that decision. And, and there's a wrestle going on. Of course there is. Of course there is. There's a wrestle going on in your heart. Because frankly, the enemy of your soul does not want you to align with Jesus. I don't want to be super spooky about it, but that's what's happening. And so if you'll bust through to that, you're on the, you're on the cusp of an entire new season of blessing and fruitfulness. Who is that person? You haven't yet made a decision for Jesus, but you're feeling God prompting you and it's tough, it's hard. Will you bust through right now? If that's you, quickly lift your hand right now, whoever you are, lift it up. You've never made a decision for Jesus, and, but today, God bless you, buddy, wonderful. Anyone else, friend? Citygate, can we just give the most mountainous applause and congratulations 
for everyone making a decision for Jesus today. Wonderful, wonderful. Okay, we're going to pray. We're going to pray. Now, I want you to pray with faith. I know you're a people of faith. I hear your prayer meetings are going off right now. But let's pray as if those people that raised their hand were your mum or your dad or your brother and sister. They're family, right? So let's pray this prayer right now. Dear Heavenly Father, good. I come to you right now in the Name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for taking my sin upon that cross so that I could be forgiven. I receive that forgiveness right now. With the help of Your Holy Spirit, I want to live every day to please You. In Jesus' Name, Amen and Amen. Ephatha, be open, be open, be open. Come on, let's all stand, let's all stand. There's one other thing I want to do. And, and this applies to so many areas. That's why I say Jesus is never about. That's why I, that's why I loathe religion. I loathe kind of mean people that call themselves believers that are judgmental and legalistic. And like I said, they look like they've been sucking lemons for about three and a half years. It's like that's not representative of the Christ, the, the God that I know. He's a God of life. He's a God that opens things up. And yeah, He does bring challenges like any good dad does. But He does that out of love. So your first step is not to get your act together. Your first step is to get on board with Him. Start pursuing a relationship with Him and, and start to let Him start to take the steering wheel of your life. It's full of life. One of the great expressions that I think we get to to, to exhibit our openness to God is in our praise. Now your your praise, we get around, babe. Hey, that, wasn't that fantastic this morning? It's it's honestly the sense of God, the enthusiasm, the team. It's as good as you, we've seen anywhere in the world. You've got to know that you're in a very blessed place right now. And and and, and but I think there's an individual responsibility because the truth is we all go through stuff. If you don't go through stuff, could you fly around the room, please? We'd like to give you a standing ovation. We all go through stuff, but there's the power of praise. And I just wonder what would happen if to a man or a woman that we just abandon ourselves to the praise of heaven. You've got some space issues. You've got a lot of things that God is favouring you right now. There's a lot of resource that's needed, quite frankly. There's people to step up, quite frankly. I just wonder whether one of the keys to that is for us just to lift the lid on on the spirit of praise in the house. So here's what we're going to do. Ifatha, remember, be open. Don't be self-conscious. Don't be British for a moment, right? Be a citizen of the kingdom, which understands He really is the King of kings and Lord of lords. Oh my gosh, He really did die for my sins. Oh my gosh, He created the world. Oh my gosh, He's so intimately interested in my family. So when I hit three, I, I, honestly, I, I believe there's a power in this. There, Praise is the, is, the, is the language of heaven. 
So praise is the key that unlocks the door to miracles. If you are sick in your body today, as you belt out just at a whole nother level, your praise to Jesus, I'm gonna believe that the praise of heaven will literally break off you that entire sickness, that diagnosis, that pain, whatever you're going through. You're going through a tough time in your marriage. I believe that God, as we as we turn our focus to Him and praise Him, the, the shackles on that relationship can, can come away. You, you broke financially. Let let God break through in that regard. Are you with me right now? Come on, come on. This is a really powerful moment. And when when I hit three, I want us to, as a man or a woman, a younger person, a mature person, let's just shake off our coolness. And let's just give our very best. Let's, Let's dive in, just boots and all, get a bit bedraggled in the presence of God as we shout and clap and applaud His praise. You ready? Come on, come on. One, two, come on, three. Come on, Jesus, Jesus. Let Your healing come. Let Your power come. Breakthrough, breakthrough, Lord. Lord, financial breakthrough. Breakthrough in marriages, Lord. God, we celebrate. We celebrate Your presence. We celebrate Your presence, God.